The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Do you like listening to four guys talk about tech, movies, TV, video games, and whatever else comes into their mind? Welcome home. Look no further. We have a great show planned for you today. Game reviews, uh, questions from listeners, and a new segment on the show. All of that and a lot more on today's episode of Real Dudes Podcast. As you heard in the intro, welcome to another episode of Real Dudes Podcast. Uh, we've got four guys here today, four real dudes. Uh, myself, my name is Caleb. Uh, I'm also joined today by Jake. Schwing! And Carrington. Hey, hey, and hey. And Roberto. Schwing! Otherwise known as Kyle. Oh, we've got a great show for you guys today. Lots to discuss, lots to cover. But first, I'd like to... Uh, Start by maybe going around the round table we're all sitting at. Just kidding. We're recording from remote locations around the world. And uh, talk about what you guys have been into this week. Who who would like to, to go first? I think Kyle should go first. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I've been doing some schoolwork and playing some little nightmares. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. Oh, Overwatch, of course. I mean, that's part of my daily ritual. Get up and play a little Overwatch. Go to sleep, play a little Overwatch. Dream, play a little Overwatch. Uh, use the bathroom, play a little Overwatch. Eat, play a little Overwatch. And talk to my kid, play a little Overwatch. That's really funny because I haven't seen you on it all this week. I'm hiding. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I have been enjoying some dope esports these past couple weeks lots of tournaments and playoffs for multiple games and i just uh it's a, it's a great time to have the twitch app on your cell phone and wi-fi at work am i right folks yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. although i should get into esports every time i try and get into it i'm always busy so i can't get into it I've been working on a dank new podcasting voice. What do you guys think? <laughs> Love it. Are you going to talk like that the whole episode? Absolutely. Or is that like a Please do. Great. Please right. do. Great. I'll hold you to that. I think I think that's a great idea. Oh, I see oh. what you did there. SpongeBob squishy face. Uh, well, is that, is that your actual plug for the past two weeks? Or did you do anything else, no, Jonathan? I'm just that. What? That's look it. over there. Okay. Well, point at the wall. Um, we thought we would uh, take a look at a couple. We games. didn't find out what Carrington's um, been doing. Yeah. Yeah, we oh. did. Did we not? No. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> <sorry, Carrington. laughs> you hate the color of my skin, isn't it? 
Oh, oh let's no. not oh do that. God. That got real show. personal. <laughs> we're, we're literally under three minutes, and we've already... <laughs> oh, my God. What did you do this week, Carrington? Just tell Our us. beautiful uh, brown friend. Thank you, sir. I uh, restarted Halo, sort of. I started with two. I skipped one. But that's all I've really done this past week. All um, right. Well, uh, we thought this week we would... Um, kind of delve into reviews of a couple games that have come out um carrington and jake are going to look at and provide us with um a review of mario kart 8 that just came up for the nintendo switch but uh kyle and i um because we're (laughs) poor losers uh poor losers don't have (laughs) nintendo switch consoles and so we thought we would bring you a little rdp review of uh Little nightmares. Are these rated reviews? Rated reviews? Like, do we give like a on a scale? Are these scaled rated? Like, does that make sense? We should sense? come up with a I real mean, dude scale. Like a what? What scale would real dudes use to grade something? Something based on food, like vegetables being the worst and why steak would, being the best. Why beer. Would, beer. Beer. Okay. Yes, beer. You can go from a PBR to a to an elegant stout. No, Zima. Okay, yeah, okay, that works. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, sorry. Crab. Say, just... what's Zima? <laughs> you don't know I was going to ask that. It's uh, been we discontinued since you were born. <laughs> Anyways, it's the best malt so, uh, beverage. Cal and I thought we would talk about uh, Little Nightmares. It's the latest game from what studio? Uh, Don't put me on the spot. I don't know. Well, Can well, I ask a, a question up front about it? Yeah. Did you have nightmares after you played it? How did you sleep? Oh, I see what you did there. Um, they were little. It's uh, <laughs> it was developed by um, published by Bandai Namco. There it is. Really? By Tracer Studios. I don't think I've really ever heard of them. Bandai Namco. Oh of, yeah, uh, never mind. I'm an idiot. Uh, they did Little Big Planet. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, makes, that, that makes a lot little, of sense. They, they yeah. like little they plays, things. Yeah, they it's like very similar. Things. Well, not very similar, but are are we going to spoil this game? Uh, I don't think we need to spoil it. I don't no think we need to in get into the uh, plot, chat. per se. I think okay. that a basic covering of the plot, maybe a basic cover, if you want to get into that, and... Uh, know what your your innermost thoughts are about it okay um i started this game at night which i think is appropriate for a creepy game uh i um i thought it was boring kind of the first 40 minutes you don't really get into a whole lot of the game but um maybe like after that half hour to 45 minutes of going through a couple puzzles and exploring the environment you encounter one of your first uh, adults, I guess you would call them, and they are disturbing. They're weird and deformed and creepy, and they are looking for you. Um, I like the hide-and-seek mechanics to the game, and I think it plays... I thought it played pretty similar to Inside, uh, and it reminded me, the environments reminded me of Inside, but then I went back and played Inside a couple days ago, 
And the way the inside starts out, it puts puts you right into the action and it, it grabs your attention immediately from the beginning of the game. Whereas this, you, you kind of don't really run into a whole lot. So I kind of felt like I almost lost interest in it. But once, once you run into your first uh, enemy, it grabs, it grabs your attention. You keep wanting more, figuring out more about the game. And why are these people on this ship called the mall? What are they doing? And kind of unfold the story of the game itself. Yeah. I, I agree with that for the most part. Um, I definitely think inside played a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh yeah. I, I, I also enjoy the fact that from what I can remember inside didn't have any loading screens either. And so this, these that were in little nightmares kind of seemed pretty long and drawn it, out. Yeah. I felt like that took away from it a little bit because every, I died a lot more in this game than I did in inside and the loading screens just kind of, they really killed, killed, you know, my feeling yeah. for the game. I, I think that might also be because it's more 3d in a way. And so there was more to the animation and little nightmares. I think the simplicity of of inside really lent itself to helping the story really flourish and become something that grabbed your attention. And I think with uh, little nightmares, while still a beautiful game to look at, um, it kind of seemed laggy, especially when you would transition from a small room in the game and into a larger area. It mm-hmm. just kind of felt like the game couldn't keep up, and so that was kind of annoying sometimes. But I. I really thought the story was pretty cool, um, and while probably not as crazy or as powerful as Inside Story, it's still a great one nonetheless. I I thought that it was almost as crazy as Inside, especially the last few, maybe like the last hour of the game. It it got really crazy, and I, I'm not I don't want to say anything about it, but um, it definitely it it didn't make my jaw drop like inside did at the very end of the, like the last half hour of the game. But this, the end of this game definitely uh, threw out some really strange things. Um, did, did you feel that they kind of drew inspiration from stranger things towards the end? No, no, okay. I didn't really I, for so. some reason it reminded me of it. And like, you know, the, the girl six, she has special powers and they kind of felt like they, she resembled 11 from stranger things a little bit. Well, I think the thing is is that you don't really get those until almost the end of the game. And so that's yeah. kind of what threw that off for me about it being compared to Stranger Things. It's just not really – there's not enough solid evidence to support that, at least for me. Yeah. I, I think overall I would give it a – oh, man. Let's see here. On the real dude scale, on, the, on a normal person scale, I'd give it a 4 out of 5. On the real dude scale – I'm going to have to go with uh, um, one of the craft beers you can buy at Drug Emporium that is over $8 a bottle. Cool. That's pretty pricey. Um, I don't know what I would really rate rate it. Uh, probably like, probably like a, a, a bourbon stout. Bourbon stout. Um, one thing I would would say is I think this game was probably in development while Inside was released, and I I I would wonder what their reactions were when Inside was released, like because they're both very similar games, and I wonder if they're like, oh crap, man, how are we going to put something out compared to Inside? 
Um, so I, I don't know, just a random thought. So I do have a question about Little Nightmares mm-hmm. in comparison to Inside, because Inside was not only uh, had an impactful ending, but I felt like the journey to the ending it was filled with a lot of stressful moments. Mm-hmm. Like the when you find that little girl in the water for the first time and she starts chasing you, like that's a real scary moment. Yeah. Or like when you enter the the water for the first time, like the sound and the way the music is and the camera works and all that stuff to me is really impactful. So it's not just the ending that's impactful and inside, in my opinion, but it, it's the entire journey. So does Little Nightmares have that same uh, effect? As far as the journey is concerned, are there little things that that matter? As far as like, a oh man, this is like kind of stressful. It's just stressing me out. Oh yeah. Or like, is the sound like noises. in uh, sound great that adds to the, the the world itself and things like that? There's there's definitely certain parts um, where the sound reminded me of Inside, and there's definitely a lot of ambient noises. Uh, certain, I don't want to call them chase scenes. But like where you are trying to run and hide from uh, the enemies in Little Nightmares that made it stressful. Um, There's a lot more hide and seek in this game that I thought than there was in Inside. And I think a lot of your encounters are, you know, hiding from these guys, trying to maneuver around them without them seeing you. Um, But there there are definitely things that remind me of Inside. Events, there's sounds. Um, the way that the screen pans back when you enter into a large area that reminded me of inside, uh, background, uh, animations that are going on. Just, uh, it, it, I think it's very similar to inside in a way, at least if they weren't inspired by it. Um, I, th- I don't know. I'm kind of going on a rant right now. I, I think they were inspired by it if they weren't in developed by the time that it was released. All right. I was just curious because, yeah. uh, I really liked Inside. It wasn't just the ending or anything, but it was it was that journey. So I was wondering if Little Nightmares had that that same feel to it. Yeah, the the beginning of it's a little boring though. Not not it doesn't grab you the way the Inside did immediately as you start out. Fair enough. I am gonna pick it up eventually. I just don't know when yet. Um, it'll probably be sometime after I'm done with my Switch stuff because I'm still addicted to a few games over there. Oh. On that note, Nintendo this is Switch yeah. Side Podcast. <laughs> yeah, what, let's what? move on. Um, so right now, I am I am pretty addicted to uh, Mario Kart Eight. What's and, uh, what's Mario sure Jake, Kart? But, <laughs> Jake, you have Mario Kart Eight as well, right? On the Switch. Yes, sir. All right. So, did you have it on the Wii U by any chance? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. That's actually. I'll just go ahead and get this. Get my part out of the way. It's going to be relatively short. Um, okay. I am enjoying playing it, but to me, it's kind of already played out because it's. I already played it, and there's not to me. It it's not got enough new on the table to really make it like special. Like it's like. It looks a tiny bit better graphically, not really even noticeably. And then, I mean, I already had all the DLC for eight, so I mean, it's it's kind of like just the same game with the Inklings and one new map. So I mean, for me, it's it's fun and I'll play it, but it's nothing like groundbreaking. It's a great game. If I was reviewing it when I first got it, ten out of ten. Now the port, the Switch port, I'd give it eight out of eight, just because I've already played it all. 
Fair enough. I I also had Mario Kart um, on the Wii U as well, so I, it it is kind of I don't know, feel really redundant playing through it again. Um, it does look better, especially in docked mode, as compared to uh, handheld. But it still looks great handheld. Um, I don't know. I just I was excited for it because I really like that ability. Because it's the Switch. If there's going to be any port uh, from the Wii U over to the Switch, I will probably end up getting it just for the portability aspect. Mm-hmm. But Mario Kart 8, I, I do like the fact that, one, it's 60 frames a second because I think a racing game has to be at least 60 frames a second. And it stays there. I don't I haven't seen any frame drop issues at all, which is yeah. fantastic. And that's both docked and handheld. Um, I will say the addition of some characters has me pretty pumped because I've always loved Dry Bones in Mario Kart specifically. And I liked that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate it that they took him away in Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U and they brought him back in Deluxe. So that's who I am uh, in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And so I'm loving the addition of Dry Bones. Just the heck out of it. I <laughs> See, and here's the other thing that I don't like about Mario Kart 8 uh, Deluxe on the Switch Everything is unlocked for you already. All characters, all tracks, except for uh, the car parts and different things like that. So there's a small incentive for you to play through the game, but I don't know. It's not enough to keep me going, you know? I think that's what you were saying. So if I were to rate it, Switch version specifically, it'd probably be like a 7 out of 10. Whoa. Oh, I give it at least eight because of just the simple portability of it is a huge upgrade. Come on, man. <clears throat> yeah, but I don't know. It's just hey, don't pick on him. He can rate out every once. Pilsner <laughs> or That's fine. That's yeah, that's crap. right. This is this is or crap. Have your own opinion. I'm sorry, Carrington. I'm sorry. <laughs> These are Thank real dudes. These are real opinions. These are real we don't questions. Run over but... each other here on this show, buddy. <laughs> This okay. is Jummit Podcast. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> you should come up with that. I um, but I will to, say real quick uh, that Mario Kart 8 isn't addicting enough to take me away from Puyo Puyo Tetris, which is what I was addicted to before. So I'm still playing a lot of Puyo Puyo Tetris. So that sentence of itself blows my mind. <laughs> my you brought too. it over to my house uh, recently, and um, I, I haven't played Mario Kart since Double Dash. Which has been a while, and I really, I really enjoyed the game, and we played online for a while. How, how do you both feel that the online community is for it, or have have you played it online yet, Jake? Uh, I have played a little online. Right now, I feel like it's there's plenty of people playing online, but right now, where the Nintendo Switch online service isn't available yet, it's kind of lacking. You know, I mean, you can't party up, you can't, uh, I mean, you can't play with your friends, but it's, they, I don't know, it's going to be lacking until that, whatever they're, they've got up their sleeve, the Nintendo online service comes out. Okay. I am looking forward to that, though. Uh, I don't, I don't mind paying for it, so. A subscription. I I just thought it was neat that you know you could instead of playing against computer you can battle up against or well even battle yeah. playing battle it's mode a, was I a mean, lot it's of a fun. ton of fun and yeah. uh, probably my favorite thing they added in Mario Kart Eight was the two hundred CC mode which makes it 
makes your carts go. It makes it feel like an F zero. Like your carts are so, so fast. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like, I feel like it was probably like a piecemeal between the game's director and and the F zero community. Like, sorry, your game's not getting made because Miyamoto's a jerk. Hey, hey, don't say that about Miyamoto. <laughs> I I have very I strong mean, feelings. I know a lot of Nintendo fanboys worship the ground he walks on because of the games he's created, but uh right now I feel like he's George Lucas. I feel like he is holding Nintendo back and they should shove him to the side like the old piece of garbage he is. Oh my goodness. Very strong oh feelings. Wow. You heard it here first on Real Dudes. Um, yep. Bringing it back to Mario Kart, though, I will say my, my favorite addition <laughs> is battle mode because Mario Kart Eight Mario Kart Eight battle mode was terrible on the Wii U. So the the Switch version is it's a lot better. It's a lot. Oh yeah. Okay. Because on the Wii U, it was literally just the tracks. You were you were just on the tracks and you had balloons and then you ran around the track. Okay. Speaking of tracks, I. Th- I uh, feel that the drive assist in the game is cheating. Yes. Because drive assist? I, there's some kind of assist because when we were racing online, I could almost drive full speed to a ledge and my car would whip so hard around a corner by itself and, and keep me on the track without falling off. Oh. And that could be like online too. I must so have that I, turned on. I, don't I would know. get like the, the top five. I feel like almost every, every race that we were in I when think- I should be, well, I think that lends itself, though, to the fact that the Switch and most of Nintendo's consoles, at least in my opinion, and Jummit and Carrington may not agree with me on this, but they've been family consoles. And so, like, I, I read something on Reddit that uh, was talking about how this woman has a disabled daughter, and they have a Switch for her, and that that drive assist enables her to be able to play with her brothers and sisters on the switch because otherwise she can't keep up with them. She doesn't have full motor control, so she can't, she can't handle yeah. the turns and stuff like well, that. So that really maybe why that, yeah. I, I do remember part of the, uh, <clears throat> impetus behind the Wii remote was that someone with one arm could play disabled. People could still play games on the Wii remotes. Hmm. My thing is, I just wish it wasn't on by default. Yeah, because that's that's what really screwed us over when Kyle and I were were playing online and stuff. I know I was blown away with how good I was doing, and then, I, and <laughs> then you're like, my drive assist on. My small bit of input on it is I don't really mind because it doesn't make you drift, does it? No, but when no. somebody okay. should be falling off the course, I mean, well, yeah, I mean that sucks, but I'm just saying if someone's you know, drifting around the turns like they're supposed to be and getting that boost, they're going to blow you out of the water. So it helps, yeah, but it's not going to make you win against a good racer. That's yeah. True. Did, this is, is true. Is there, I noticed that some of the levels were retro. Like, yeah. Some, when, yeah. There's a lot that, of levels that are from, uh, there's a couple, I think that are inspired by Mario Kart 64, a couple by the Game Boy Advance Mario Kart. Um, about Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and there's then, a couple in there. Yeah, and then a couple, couple from GameCube. Was this in? Did this start with Mario Kart Eight, or was this in previous Mario Karts as well? It's been in a lot of them. Okay. Yeah, they always it, have. There's always like one set of 
cups that have new tracks and then mm-hmm. one that has throw and then like a whole second row that has throwbacks. Yeah. Um, my favorite track in the whole game is the F Zero track. Obviously, uh, I love the music. I love the way the map's designed. It's got boosts everywhere, so you go so stinking fast. I love it. Awesome. My favorite one is it's a mix. So I love the Excite Bike track because it is random, and I love it just for that fact that you don't ever know what 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 it's gonna be. Even though it's a simple track itself, it's literally just a you know just a basic circle. Um, but the fact that the yeah obstacles are random. Love it because it's true to the Excite Bike um, spirit. And then for the pure insanity, I think it's Baby Mario's something. It's this track from like from Double Dash. It's real small and tiny, and it's literally just a circle. The chaos that ensues on that track is so much fun. Like you, I, I think Kyle and I played on it one time, and that was mm-hmm. my first time playing it on Mario Kart Eight uh, Deluxe. And it, you were constantly just getting hit by shells, yeah. lightning bolts. It was crazy, but it was a lot of fun. It was like yeah. battle mode, but racing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I if, uh, also really love all the Amiibo costumes. Um, I am an avid Amiibo collector. I have a, a lot of them, probably 80% of them. And um, I, I just love any game that adds, lets me get a little something out of them. Like uh, with my Captain Falcon Amiibo, which is obviously my favorite, I get to wear a Captain Falcon suit. And then his machine, the Blue Falcon, is in the game. You just have to unlock it. So I can be Captain Falcon driving the Blue Falcon on the F-Zero So track. it's F-Zero. It's, amazing. it's the next best thing to F-Zero. All right. 200 so, hurts so, my soul. So <laughs> yeah. Kenshin and Jake, <laughs> degree. If, uh, if you guys could give us on a normal rating and a real dude's rating of Mario Kart 8 for Switch, what would it be? Jake, you go first. I give Mario Kart 8 for Nintendo Switch an 8 out of 10 in Real Dudes rating. I would give it a Sam Adams Nitro (laughs) Coffee Stout. Ooh, nice. Ooh, nice. So I'm going to give Mario Kart 8 on the Switch a 7 out of 10. And then in Real Dudes, I'm going to give it a Samuel Adams, but the seasonal they're, they're seasonal ales. Because <laughs> Mario Kart comes and goes. Am I right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Carrington here, co host of Real Dudes Podcast. I'm here to tell you about our new affiliate, Podbean. That's right. If you're looking to get into a podcast, you can get your first month service for free. You can do so by heading to the website podbean.com slash rdp or using the promo code rdp and you can get their first month's premium service for free they are our personal podcasting host and we love them we wouldn't be here talking about it if we didn't love them so much so head on over to podbean.com slash rdp or promo code rdp and get that first month service for free and as always have a rad day Hey guys, it's Kyle. I just wanted to give a huge shout out to Guitar Man. Uh, Our intro music this week was brought to you by him and our outro music as well. 
Uh, you can find him on iTunes, also on SoundCloud, and be sure to follow him on Twitter at I Am Guitar Man. Also, you can follow him on Facebook. That's G I T A R U M A N. Now, enjoy the rest of the episode. And we're back from the break we just took. Uh, it was a great break. We really enjoyed it. Hope you did too. Um, and now on to our new segment on Real Dudes Podcast, which is our gaming newsroom. Oh boy! Please, please make sure and don't cut that out, Kyle. Leave that in. I will not. Okay. Uh, so first up, our first news article this week is. Um, well, this happened last last week, yeah, actually. Exactly. Didn't yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some Star Wars First Assault gameplay leaked. Now, this had also come out before, but from what I saw, this was a playable demo. And we uh, have uh, some reporting information on it. Carrington, why don't you go ahead and take us into this? Okay. So, quick backstory if you guys don't know Star Wars First Assault uh, was in the making before Disney bought out um, the Star Wars franchise. So LucasArts was making a brand new IP. They actually had several IPs, but we're focusing on First Assault. Basically, you're a stormtrooper, um, and it, everything was from the perspective of a stormtrooper. And a lot of people were saying it's, it was basically LucasArts Call of Duty-esque type shooter within the Star Wars franchise. Um, it, gameplay has been leaked, but this is the what leaked uh, recently was an actual uh, demo. So the demo, you're just a stormtrooper on Tatooine, uh, capturing control points. There are no enemies or anything, so you can really tell this is some real. It was a really early demo, but it, at the same time, you could see the potential, and it looks so good. In my opinion, at least, it looked really good. And even from the trailer, that late because the original trailer leaked like four years ago, and I was excited for it. But I mean, excited for a game that's never going to come out. It was just one of those. Greatest games we will never get a chance to play. Probably. Yeah, it did look really cool. <laughs> uh, before we move on to our next topic, I actually have some breaking news that I just saw on IGN. Oh, break uh, it out for oh us. You Let's heard, do it. Let's heard do it. Let's do it. podcast. This comes out according, on Monday, so but it is fresh right now. <laughs> according to 343 Industries, Halo 6 will not be at E3 2017. Ooh. So, Jake, whoa. how do you feel about that? crushed i'm going to go <laughs> cry myself to sleep man that is kind of interesting though i mean what if yeah. they don't release footage of that now then when does that you know when because yeah, that's are we gonna what the rumor that? was that it was coming out holiday this year with the scorpio it was going to be a launch title for the scorpio which means i so, wonder if the scorpio will be pushed back i wonder well i wouldn't be surprised if the scorpio is still on track i my my thought is Halo Six just lost, or 343 Industries just lost its uh, director. He mm-hmm. left to go work on on uh, Microsoft VR. I'm wondering if the fan backlash over the Cortana issues, and then the game director leaving. I wonder if it was just too much for 343, and they kind of took the game back, the story at least, back to drawing board. Maybe and they just why. cut Halo 5 out completely and put a new game in. I wouldn't that's be surprised if they retconned it completely. That'd be crazy. Uh, that actually kind of leads us into our next uh, news article. The Xbox Scorpio the d- images of the dev kit were re- recently released along with some actual confirmation that on the dev kit, which is 
for those of you who don't know, is essentially an Xbox with extra features. Um, it has a LCD screen on it on the front, excuse me, that has an FPS counter and some other measurements for frame rate and how your game is running on the console. And um, what a lot of people are talking about is why why would we not get that on the actual Scorpio at launch? Does anyone have any thoughts on that? Uh, I have just my, you know, off the cuff reaction to that would be that Microsoft doesn't want people to know when its system can't handle running 60 frames per second. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think while <clears throat> that would be kind of cool for whatever reason, that's probably also would jack the price up on the Scorpio for that kind of feature. And I think it's something that's already going to be most likely pretty pricey. I just, I don't think I would, I would go for that. I honestly, I mean, I know my Xbox now isn't going to hit 60 frames a second. And I think I would be able to kind of see if we got some frame rate drops on the Scorpio too, just in comparison to even just live video from PC games. You can tell it's night and day difference between, for example, Overwatch on Xbox One and Overwatch on PC, just in in video, even at 1080p, it's still night and day difference. So yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely see. how that feature would be super beneficial to a dev because you want to know when you, what your game's running at. But I mean, to us, you know, I mean, you can you can easily tell when when the game drops below sixty frames per second. I don't know why you need a specific counter. It's useful for like a PC that you're building because you want to know kind of what running. settings you want to run on yeah. your your game. But on your Xbox, it's all picked for you by the dev. <laughs> so. I do think it would be neat to have just to be something to look at. I mean, seeing looking at those pictures, I thought that that the LCD screen itself on the Xbox Scorpio looked pretty sexy on that box. So I wouldn't mind it. Um, But then again, most of the time you're just playing the game and you're not even paying attention to that little LCD screen. But the way my my setup is, um, it would be within my sight. um, As far as like the game and the console itself, it was just something I think that would be. A little trinket that'd be fun to have, basically. A, l- a little knickknack on the screen. Exactly. A little knickety knack. Little knickety knack. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, Xbox Scorpio FPS counter. Uh, one more thing, we do have the Xbox sale, which I believe should be happening next week when this, the, when this I comes think it's out. Sixteenth. So, yeah, that would be sometime next week. So either when you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday. Um, But a lot of backwards compatibility uh, titles on Xbox One are going to be 75 or more percent off. And uh, also noted today that Alan Wake is 90 percent off on Steam. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes. And the Microsoft Store, I believe. And Microsoft Store. So Aren't they taking it off completely? Yes, sir. That happens on well, when this episode releases on Monday, so, so it's too late. For- <laughs> so if you heard this, you cannot get it. Yeah, so congratulations. You suck. Uh, you did not get Alan Wake, and we don't pity you. 
because it no longer exists as a game. Go buy a disc Which is Goodwill. an incredible game. Yeah, so if you haven't played it by now, you suck. Didn't we uh, talk about Alan try Wake? Try to find a di- hard copy of it or something. I have not played it. We could probably talk about Alan Wake at some I point. I thought we already did yeah. talk about Alan Wake. Maybe there will be a release of uh, or a sneak peek of Alan Wake 2 at E3. That's my prediction. Oh, you heard Ooh. it here first, oh. folks. Teaser, teaser for next episode teaser. or whatever it is, E3 predictions. Oh, that's right. Next time we record, it'll be our pre-E3 show. Oh, man. Yep. Yes, sir. Is, yes, sir. I am yeah. excited. We'll talk E3 about that at the end. Hype. Let's, not, let's not get too far sidetracked into E3. We're still a month hype. away. Hype. Hype. All right. So uh, that wraps up our Real Dudes newsroom. Um, so now we're on to our Actually, probably one of my favorite segments we've started on the show in the past two episodes is listener questions. People finally started talking to us. It's like we actually exist as a podcast now. It only took one year. Hey, should never mind. What were you gonna say? Have have the results come back from the the poll? Not yet. We still have some time. I just checked. Well, we have not. Well, thanks to yet. everyone for voting for yeah, us on Potterly's podcast yes. of the week. If we don't win, then something really bad got happened. Rigged. Like, yeah, yeah. we Smugcast got came and killed by us all Russians and deleted or our. They deleted our podcast and our uh, Twitter account. So go block Smugcast. Killed us all. Seriously, though, thank you all for for who voted for us. Because by the time this episode comes out, we will. Be part of the week. <laughs> oh, oh prediction week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if we do lose, you know, just f- skip this. So, uh, <laughs> on, to, on to listener we love questions. You all. On to listener questions. So, we have a couple oldies and a couple newbies. Uh, we'll leave the oldies to go last and we'll take the newbies first. So, our first listener question this week comes from Keith who uh, has a podcast uh, called Movie Cigars, and is it A Brew or Brews? I can't remember. A Brew. A Brew. Movie Cigars and A Brew, um, but you can find him on Twitter at Movie Cigars and A Brew, all one word. Um, what is your favorite movie of 2017? Favorite movie of 2017. So that rules out Rogue One uh, and anything else behind that. So favorite movie of 2017. I'm not going first. <laughs> so here's the thing, because I was talking to him uh, for a little bit um, before we started recording. Carrington, stuff. you're and not supposed to do that. I'm so sorry. But he says he does want to see how our answer changes throughout the year. So he wants to know what our favorite movie is right now, as of right now on 2017. Favorite so, movie that's come out this year or just favorite yes. movie right now? Favorite movie that's come out this year. Okay. So far. And so just to let you guys know that he did say that he wants to see how our answer changes, you know, come, I guess, December, you know, at the end of this year. So um, me personally, at the moment, I will say the best movie I have seen because there's a lot of movies I have not seen so far this year, which I'm upset about. But um, I will say Beauty and the Beast right now is my favorite movie I have seen in 2017. Hey, that movie is fantastic, man. Like the visuals. The visuals are amazing. If you're a fan of the original one, um, you will love Beauty and the Beast. I mean, it was either that or between that or um, Guardians of the Galaxy. And I just saw that last week. I'm still not sure about it, though. But Beauty well, and the Beast takes my vote uh, so far. I'll, uh, 
go next, I guess. <laughs> okay, go ahead. My All answer right. is the same. I've only seen Beauty and the Beast this what? year, so by default What is wins. wrong with you guys? <laughs> it's the only movie I've been to this year, so it just wins by default. Okay. I'll uh, go next. Yeah, go, might as well go wrap us out. Have you seen Beauty and, and so, Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> actually, um, my favorite movie this year is no movie because the last movie that I saw in the theater was Rogue One. All right, well, right before we had the baby, but yep, I, there are more gamers. <laughs> there are. Um, I still want to see Power Rangers and Guardians and Beauty and the Beast, which and King Kong. You know, I, I still don't. I feel like the taking last a four month old Jedi. Well, is that, are you gonna soon. go ahead and yeah. make that your favorite <laughs> movie say, yeah. of the year? I, yeah, I just picked that as my. I movie. recall I don't a conversation. Let's get, let's sidetrack slightly. I recall a conversation we had just recently that said, "If Luke turns to the dark side in this movie, you're walking out of the theater." <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm still during. It's we're going to go see it on my anniversary because it's like two days before my anniversary that it comes out. And if I don't like the movie, I'm walking out. So, yeah. (laughs) But I'm really hoping they don't screw it up, and it's my favorite movie of 2017. If you want to hear more of those uh, opinions from Jummet about how his love-hate relationship with the new um, trilogy is, go listen to our previous episode. Oh, yes. And uh, check that out. On to me. I have a lot of strong opinions. (laughs) Yes, we know. The only movie I've seen this year. Really? is Guardians of the Galaxy. And while probably not my favorite movie of the year, going by the parameters of this question, it has to be Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on. Can can we count episodes of uh, Mystery Science Theater no, 3000? Those are Cuz no. those are movies. Re- Reptilicus. There you go. So Reptilicus is my favorite movie of 2017. The Mystery Science Theater 3000. But can you actually it. call it Reptilicus, though? Because it's not really Reptilicus. It's like five-second intervals of Reptilicus with a bunch of <laughs> fake robots flying around the screen and doing commentary over the top. Yep. Best movie ever. All right. Of 2017. Uh, oh, we have yeah. a second part of this question the from Keith. No, you can't. Um, what movie do you think is the most underrated from any year? So this pretty much unleashes a flood of every cinema flood? film ever made. <laughs> Here comes a flood of movies into your brains. <laughs> Carrington, go. Oh, so I talked about it with you guys privately before we recorded the episode. I don't remember that. Don't tell them that. Yeah, we, we don't talk before. On because we, we don't share any opinions before these <laughs> episodes are recorded. Well, see, I was having trouble trying to pick. It was between The Prestige and Shattered Glass. The Prestige only because I wasn't sure if it could count as underrated. Because critically, it's, you know, it was up there. But it's also one of Christopher Nolan's lesser known films. Which yeah. is why. So and it came out between uh, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. So everyone what? thought... Yeah, it came. That's when it came out. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I got. Um, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Between you got the first really two excited movies. there, Kyle. <laughs> well, I thought that he was he was talking about the Prestige and Shattered Glass, and he just changed his opinion to Dark Knight and Batman Begins. Oh, yeah, very underrated movie. Those yeah. that trilogy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, the Prestige. I'm gonna have to go with the Prestige. It is actually one of my all time favorite movies. Um, 
ever. So um, I like the illusionist better. Illusionist shut up. Too. No one cares. I like the illusionist too. <laughs> I did like the illusionist, but I think the prestige was better. Yeah. You just like Christian Bale fanboy. Have you okay. have you all seen the film Super Eight? No, no, but I remember it. But coming I know out. of it. Underrated in two thousand and didn't that what's like, Google say? Smash a bunch of records and sell really well and get rated really well. Don't know, but it's yeah. underrated now because no one. You guys apparently have never seen it, so <laughs> I haven't seen it. But I remember it. it's about it's a Steven Spielberg movie, isn't it? Yes. yes. No. Or, no. He what? produced it. It's a J.J. Abrams film. Okay. Yeah. So well, Super Eight came out in two thousand eleven. And, um, okay, yeah, it had 11 awards <laughs> that it won. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's definitely underrated now. <laughs> yeah. Great film. I thought it had a fantastic story, really good actors. Um, it had, um, didn't have, had one of the guys from Lost in it. <laughs> cool. Uh, it had Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. He was the main antagonist in Lost, I think. In Lost? Yeah, I've never seen it. Lost makes me want to hurt myself. I might, may, I might be way off on this. Let's see. Yeah, well, Kyle, what's your underrated movie of all time? <laughs> dude, don't so don't mine just is blow me the... off like that, dude. <laughs> well, you gotta get some little bit of research to do. This is the jump. So podcast. we gotta have something. Jump it, Thank you for having me on your podcast, Jake. You're uh, welcome, bro. <laughs> My movie is the phenomenal 2002 wow. Reign of Fire, which stars uh, Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey. And I, I remember watching it with my grandma, and then I watched it like every day for the rest of the week after I first saw it. Because I think we rented it. I didn't see it in theater. And funny thing, it's it's uh, uh, based in post-apocalyptic. <laughs> What? <laughs> Apocalyptic. Hold on, I'm laying down a fat beat right now. It's it's post-apocalyptic. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, post-apocalyptic in the year 2020. So we're almost there. Yep, we are three years away from dragons, dragons in the subway fire on the earth. Yeah, but it's uh, about dragons and. Uh, in London, and Matthew McConaughey and uh, Christian Bale are are fighting them off. And I, I just remember in school. Love that movie. What? How do you feel about Matthew McConaughey's death? Do you feel it was worth it? Him just jumping just at jumping. that dragon <laughs> with the axe and oh, dying for everything. No spoilers. It's fifteen years old. <laughs> I haven't seen it, dude. There's spoilers forever. You Matthew have to McConaughey dies a pointless, meaningless death. Well, guess what? Now I'm never going to watch your favorite underrated film of all time. <laughs> well, good. Um, Just kidding. Here's an, a quick update on the facts I brought up about Lost. <laughs> <laughs> they are completely incorrect, so disregard them totally. Wow. Um, I don't know what I've been smoking <laughs> to think that that dude was from Lost, but he is... In no way from Lost. It okay. looks similar, maybe. I don't know. Who cares? Anyways. On cool. Okay, for me, it was a toss-up. I almost picked uh, Mystery Men, the fake superhero comedy. Oh, that is a great movie. That is movie. a great movie. Yeah, great great movie. movie. Super underrated. Got horrible yes, reviews. Sir. Everyone I've talked to ever has said they hated it. Um, 
but I personally loved it when I was a kid. I still love it now. Um, but my movie has to be Serenity because it didn't get big box office success. It got good critical reviews, but not a lot of people have seen it. Shut your mouth, dude. Um, (laughs) Firefly is my favorite television show of (laughs) all time. And it wins everything ever in my heart. Uh, So Serenity is pretty much the only extension of Firefly we're ever going to get. I love it. I love Nathan Fillion. The acting is terrific. Special effects are good. Story, Joss Whedon is a god of story, and it's just such a wonderful movie. If anyone out there has not seen Firefly or Serenity, I beg you, please, to go watch both before you die. But wait till after this show. Yeah, finish finish this yes, podcast finish this no, first. Stop listening to this recording and no, go don't watch listen to him. Firefly. <laughs> All right. Um. Hey, real quick. Uh, since there, since you guys had a toss up, and Jake, you mentioned um, Mystery Men. I did. I was battling in my head earlier before we started recording with uh, Mars Attack. Yeah, oh, that was great a great movie, movie too. Because I think that was also underrated, and it had a it had a huge cast of. It had an uh, all star cast, actually. Yeah, yeah, it really did, and and it was awesome. But I still picked Rain of Fire. All right. But if you haven't um, seen Shattered Class, highly recommend it. It is based on a true story. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Next right. segment. Crafts, um, take us away. I think uh I think we're gonna save our other listener questions for another time, but here's what I'd like to do, and I'm sure this will be okay with you guys. Um next week uh on our E3 episode or whatever we decide to do next week. Um <clears throat> here's the here's the listener question we're gonna discuss. Should video games be allowed in schools? And do video games influence behavior? Now, those are kind of deep. So what we'd like to do is is hear what you guys have to say. So hit us up on Twitter, DM us, or uh, shoot us an email, and uh, let us know what you think. And we'll think about it for this week, and then we'll let you guys know our opinions. Lots uh, of thinking on, going uh, on. <laughs> I was about to say the same next thing. episode. <laughs> you know what, guys? To be smart, you have to think a lot. So. It is. Thinking is a good thing. I encourage you to continue thinking as much as you do, Krabs. You're All right. So uh, before <laughs> we wrap up, oh my God, before we wrap up this great episode of Real Dudes <laughs> Podcast, um, guys, what are you looking forward to play? What, that doesn't make any sense. Are you laying out a fat beat? <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys looking forward to playing? In the upcoming months. So right now, I just bought Minecraft on the Switch. So it'll be my third time buying that game. So I'm going to probably play some Minecraft. And you probably see me streaming some Minecraft here in the future. Awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, playing a little bit more Heroes of the Storm. Um, I, th- I really enjoyed that, contrary to what I had thought. So uh, looking forward to playing some more of that here in the future. And definitely watching some Overwatch on Twitch. I know that's not playing anything, but uh, esports is where it's coming, and Overwatch League is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kyle? Um, I'm surprised neither one of you said Destiny 2. That's months well, away. We're talking, months we're talking away. near future. Not, near future? Yeah, not September. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that 
it's not in your future. So Injustice 2, I've been keeping up with that a little bit, and I'm not really a huge fighting game fanatic, but the first Injustice was so good and just fun. Had a great roster of characters, and so I think Injustice 2 is going to deliver on that. And I thought the story on the first one was fantastic, so I'm excited yeah. to see where they take it for the second yeah. one. Yeah. I've got uh, two games, two big games I'm looking forward to. Uh, number one being um, Street Fighter 2. The uh, I can't remember what the new mode is called, what the new game is called. Um, Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers? Yes, thank you, my <laughs> friend. For the Nintendo Switch, I'm looking forward to throwing a Hadouken in first person. Hadouken! Um, I also, if you guys haven't seen the fan-made Street Fighter movie from like two years ago, it is phenomenal. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. That uh, might be my uh, underrated movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. I love Street Fighter 2. It's one of the earliest games I can remember actually playing with my brothers and stuff. Um, and then game number two would be the indie smash hit that is storming up Steam's bestseller list right now, oh, Dead yeah. Cells. Take take Metroid, Castlevania, a roguelike, DS. And, and a Souls-like and smash them all together. And that's what that game is. It looks so yeah. phenomenal. I can't wait to play it. I'm actually uh, going to be downloading it here soon and playing it. Yeah, the, the art design of it looks gorgeous, too. Yeah, great music, great art design. Each time you die, the entire game reshuffles itself, but you keep your power-ups. So it's like you go back and unlock different areas, but the different areas are different than the first time you would have gone through. It's really weird, but it's sounds absolutely phenomenal. So uh, I can't wait to dig into that i think i might join you all righty likewise well um i think that wraps us up for this evening thanks everybody for listening uh make sure that you definitely hit us up on twitter we've been a lot more active this week um because of the pod of the week contest and look for us to continue being active i think it's a a great groove that we're in right now. Um, we also would like you guys to check out our website, realdudespodcast.com. Uh, go there. You can check out our latest episodes. Um, soon to come, we're going to have some reviews of some of our other favorite podcasts. And uh, we're going to tell you guys a little bit more about us. So check it out. Um, hit us up on our social media. Check out our Twitch streams. Um, just look for Twitter. Twitter's the best place to figure out what's going on with the real dudes. So, uh, like I said, my name is Caleb here with Carrington, Jake and Kyle. And, uh, thanks guys. Thanks for listening. And, uh, fair warning. <laughs> Our next two episodes will most likely run very long. And we mm-hmm. just like oh, yes. last year, we have when a, we start talking about E3, it gets crazy. We have a plan for that. So stay tuned to, uh, to Twitter and to the real dudes and <laughs> what he just all. said. I'm a jerk and I interrupted. We're uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. Bye bye guys. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah.
Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.